0: In this episode, we get to speak with Sarah Veselov and Tori
1: Davis. What it's like writing a book, all about design systems, and the BLT is the best sandwich ever. the Thunder Nerds, I'm Brian.
0: And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. And thank you so much for consuming the Thunder Nerds. A conversation with the people behind the technology that love what they do. And
1: do tech good.
0: (laughs) Doing tech pretty good over here, guys. Hey, thank you so much for uh, consuming the show. And we want to first thank our sponsor. We have a sponsor all year. We have Pantheon.io. Pantheon is a uh, platform for WordPress, Drupal 7, Drupal 8. They provide a really nice system for you to uh, have a test, dev, and live environment. It's really easy to push updates. I don't know if you've ever had to deploy a bunch of updates. You're like, these guys vet them, then they help you push it up. It's really nice, really easy, so you could stick to the uh, important stuff and think about what you need to think about. So uh, thank you so much, Pantheon. Really appreciate it.
1: Brian yeah and uh, speaking of what to think about uh, people need to think about and do subscribe to the show on YouTube and on iTunes and on Are right we, we're on Spotify now right yeah yeah we're on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify. Everywhere. Spotify everywhere subscribe leave a review we we love to read them so and on to the show Frederick. who do we have on the show today Oh
0: Brian, we have some amazing guests. We're so lucky to have these two human beings. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce them. We have Sarah Veselov and Tori Davis. Welcome to the show. Thanks,
2: hey, happy
0: to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. Uh, where are you guys joining us from today?
2: It's gonna be awkward the whole time where we're waiting for each other to say something. <laughs> I know it totally is. <laughs> go I will
0: make sure I preface this ahead of time. So, where are you?
3: Uh, I am currently in San Jose, California. And Tori? I'm in
2: Portland, Oregon.
0: Ah, so you guys are close. You're in the same uh, Pacific time zone.
2: Close, pretty close. Yeah,
0: but to where you're actually from that area, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I grew up in San Diego, but I've been in Portland for last decade or so. Oh, that's cool. Why the
0: move to Portland from San Diego? A lot of people like the San Diegos.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I moved originally for college, and then I just stayed because mm-hmm. I just everyone in Portland's awesome and. It's a great city. Yeah. I'll, it's less I'll, expensive, even though it's getting more expensive. I'm liking
1: that. I love Portland. Why in a bar? Now I'm going to go there. I'm going to yeah. be like, are you awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, Tori, what
0: did you go to school for? Why? What did you go to school for that was worth leaving um, San Diego?
2: Yeah, I went to art school and I started as a photography major. And then I was like, I'm not going to make money doing photography. So I switched to communication design, which kind of led me. To where I am now.
1: Do, do you still do photography or no?
2: Not really. Because I was doing um, film photography, and there's like getting access to a dark room is a mm-hmm. lot more difficult now. So uh-huh. I don't do it as much.
0: Uh don't you miss that like feel of the like the textile of like the the stop bath and no. like going into a dark room and changing your camera yeah. and like like you know cross processing anymore. with C41? Like there was like there was some kind of like alchemy and like love in the process of it. It was just a beautiful thing.
2: Sarah's like not having this. She's that like, sounds like no. a whole line of bullshit to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it really is. I'm I'm not just giving you the BS. It's 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 a beautiful thing to like process your own film and like put it under yeah. this thing and like literally dodge, not like a Photoshop dodge, but like oh, literally yes. like dodging the light. There's there's a burnish burnish
2: it. the edges. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, love love do that. I used to put
0: yeah. staples in my uh, my film. It was fun.
2: Yeah, it is fun.
1: Yeah, you could do all yeah. sorts of fun things. I feel like it's much more tactile than uh, the tactile experience. is just so much more rewarding than clicking around in film. I
3: There's yeah. nothing rewarding in taking two rolls of film and not mm-hmm. having one good shot in any of them. I oh, yeah. gotta say,
1: no, like, I've got
0: to say, like, no. My photography professor always <laughs> told me um, out of every one roll of film, you're lucky to get one good shot. And that's, that's just the way it is. But why don't we jump to you, Sarah? What did you actually go to school for? For my recollection, when we spoke to you at uh, UX Dev Summit, you were going for animation. Am, am I correct?
3: I don't know how you remember that. Originally, originally, I was a fine arts major, drawing and painting. Yeah. I have like some seriously ugly bronze sculptures in my garage, like no joke.
0: <laughs> One man's treasure.
3: Yes, yes, it's definitely trash. But uh, but no, I um, I actually started with photography too, not in school, but um, I won the national scholastic art and writing awards gold for photography, um, I love and then that. and then Ooh. I went to, I went to art school. Yeah, just dropping that in there. It's like the, the, the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever done. It's been down. Award
0: winner, but. whatever, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but.
3: But no, and I thought I was going to be an artist. And then like, just like Tori said, like, I was like, holy shit, like, I'm never going to make money doing this. So I remember, um,
0: sorry to interject, but I remember a part of your story that was so interesting. Um, And uh, you, you were making a portfolio and you fell in love with the process of making a portfolio. And that's how you got into development. Am I remembering that right? Yep.
3: Yeah. So I had to make a a, a website portfolio for my animation. Uh, So I was, you know, to go out, I was going to Seagraph uh, in Los Angeles and I needed to have a URL. And so I started building it. I was like, wow, this is way better than animation. Like instant gratification. I can move things around and and make things happen and see it instantly.
1: You can still animate things too. You have to click render and wait it's
3: so yeah but it's funny because like since like it i must not have liked animation much much because since then i was like boom dropping the animation never touching it again (laughs) Not
1: even um, in code do you you enjoy Uh, that css
3: uh some css animations and transitions and stuff but i i think like i always loved the um making the models and the textures and the backgrounds and making it it, like, I never cared if it moved. I wanted it to look a certain way. Um, So yeah, the animation part is like, eh, I could do without it. So
0: So, how did you both meet each other? I'm gonna guess it was from GitHub where you both worked at the time, is that right?
3: Neither of us have ever worked at GitHub. We both have worked at GitLab, though.
0: GitLab, excuse me. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, geez, what a faux pas. It's a a giant leap.
3: (laughs) I don't Um, know how you messed up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yes. yes. So uh, that's where you met. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So what were you both doing at the time? Uh, Sarah?
3: uh, No, I'm going to let Tori start because she was there before. Tori. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I started at Kala about 3 years ago and just a product designer there and Sarah was my manager.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was she bossy it, or no? She seems like she did. <laughs> <the same.
2: laughs>
0: yeah, she seems pretty bossy to me, so I She's not bossy so. with
2: me. She's not. She's she was always great. Does she pay you to hang out with her?
1: No, <laughs> oh, Sarah has like quite a look right now. She's like, "Uh, oh, shut up, Ryan." It's yeah,
0: no for it's, audience it's, listeners. It's, it's you need to be watching this. Yes.
3: Yeah, no, I, I I definitely have a really bad case of of RBF, but in this case, it's the word bossy. Would you have ever said to a male yeah, uh a, a, a male person I, you were interviewing that they were bossy? I don't think you yeah. would.
1: Oh yeah. I, I have. I have
3: to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back and watch all the recordings and find out.
0: Yeah, uh, you're very head. welcome to, and I suggest everyone <laughs> sure. do that at youtube.com slash C slash Thundernerds.
1: Yeah, start all the way back to some interesting episodes way at the very... Dude, yeah, number one, one. that's before me.
0: Please prove Sarah right. I would love that, because it's not going to happen. And then you'll watch the videos a bunch of times. Subscribe while you're doing it.
1: Yes. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So no, I'm, I'm not... I, I don't consider myself to be a bossy person.
0: Gotcha. So. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, either way, what, what does bossy mean anyway? It's it's you are what determined. You have a goal, and maybe exactly. somebody finds you rude one day and calls you bossy, and it's, how, it's not relevant, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, you both met at GitLab. Yes. And uh, you started conversing. You were friends. What brought about? the subject that we're going to converse about today, which is the idea for this book. What was the, what was the Genesis? What was the Phil Collins for this book?
3: Well, well, first I would say, I don't know that we were friends. I mean, no, that sounds really bad. That whoa, sounds like a not like. her. Oh, Tori, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, no, we no, were not that. friends. Tori,
0: take that piece of the locket and you could just, that <laughs> one that says, F F it F away. and just
3: throw it away. No, what I mean was we, the so, what I mean by that is, yeah, when I to came, fix that up. I want to fix this. So no, when I when I came in to to GitLab, it was really interesting because Tori was um, she had been the interim UX manager. She uh-huh. was a senior designer, um, and I came in, and, and my first question was after just a couple of days of talking to her and seeing everything that she had done while she was interim. My first question was, why is she not the manager? Um, I I was very curious. I was like. Like, this is insane. Like, they have this amazing person right here that should be the manager. Why is she not the manager? Um, And I think when you come into a place that has an established group, people that have worked together for a while, especially as an outsider, and you're all of a sudden, you know, in charge, it's a really weird position to be in. And I approached it from the point of view of, yes, I'm coming in as a manager, but I know nothing. I don't know anything about the way you work. I don't know anything about the history I'm sure I'm going to come in and make suggestions that all of you have made before and didn't get, get worked out or done for whatever reason. And I don't want to come in like, you know, I'm, you know, here I am to save everyone. It was much more a situation of like, um, I'm here and, and I need your help to be the best manager I can be for you. And Tori was awesome. I mean, she immediately was, was, she made, document, she kept doing some of the meetings that she'd been doing so that I had time to acclimate. I mean, who does that, right? Um, who helps their new manager learn how to manage. Uh, so it was a really unique situation and it gave me so much respect for her as a professional, but also just as a person understanding what it's like to come in and, and be new somewhere. And so we had this really great working relationship. I felt like I could be very open and honest with her and and bounce the ideas off. And we had like this you know, back and forth. And I felt like we really complimented each other in terms of like, I'm a little kooky and crazy. Tori's much more straight laced. So,
1: and, like, and that's bit. when the friendship
0: blossomed.
3: Tor, Tor, Tori, <laughs> let me
0: ask you Are you buying all Maybe. this backpedaling that Sarah's <laughs> providing here? Does this line up, or is you know she just trying yeah, to no, you it's know, all shine very, this up?
2: It's all very accurate. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. be a manager. And so I did my best to make sure Sarah could be as successful as possible so that yeah. I wouldn't be put back in the manager position.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Here, let me help you take this. I thought she
2: cared
3: about me as a human being, but apparently it was all a Ruth. Um, but at, at a certain point, I was doing a lot of speaking and I was approached by A-Press about, about whether I'd be interested in, in writing a book. Now, this came after Tori and myself and, and the entire I mean design team had worked really hard on this design system. And it was kind of one of our flagship efforts um, as a team. And... Part of this whole thing with Apress was they wanted me to to kind of put together a proposal of what I would actually want to write about. And the most the thing that I felt like I had the most recent knowledge of that would be something interesting to others was this design system. And at the same time, I felt like it wasn't something that I had done by myself by any stretch. Um, Tori was like an integral part of this. And then I saw on the little proposal it said, Co-author question mark? And I was like, I'm going to ask Tori if she wants to help me write this because, like, there's no way I want to write my first book by myself.
1: (laughs) And Tori was like,
3: she's like, maybe.
1: Well, We'll no, but Tori answered. No, I didn't.
2: I was like, I guess. I was like, sure. (laughs) I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. what was your response Tori? like you said you said I guess sure, but like what like really walk us through what your your thought process was.
2: Yeah, it was well, like Sarah said, we had been doing a lot of design system work. So I was kind of like, Well, like Sarah has like a lot of knowledge in kind of spreading the idea of a design system and talking to stakeholders. And I was more on like the implementation side of things. So I was like, well, having those two perspectives in a book would be really nice and rather than just like one or the other. So it was like, okay, this seems like a good idea to kind of join up and get both sides. Uh, We're also like pretty different in terms of like writing style. So a lot of it was like Sarah's more. Uh like conversational and I'm more like direct, same with our just personalities in general, I think. So marrying those and, and getting that together ended up being a lot of work, but I think it made the book a lot more stronger.
1: I'm curious, I'm, one thing I'm curious about, not to put you both on the spot, but have either, I know you've read it in editing, but have either one of you picked up the current book, the completed book and read it front to back? I will never
3: read it again, <laughs> ever. What, really? I mean, so
1: you, you did read
3: the
0: whole thing, right? Many, well, many, many, many times, it. I'm sure. Oh, they really?
3: Have. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Do you, have, yeah. Do, you, do you ever have plans to go back and make uh, updates? Do you ever think about that? You know, I don't
2: know yeah. if I have it in me to actually do it, but I have thought about. Cha- making changes like Sarah's a lot of like, people no, do like second I volumes and yeah, no, yeah. Sarah says no but i don't believe her i think if like i was like pushed her she would do it with me
3: i think like she would all she'd have to do is start writing the email and i'd slack her and be like hey do you want to write the <laughs> second volume of that book
2: <laughs> yeah
0: what about the subject tori was that something that when sarah uh, approached you with that was that something that you were like oh yeah that's definitely i would i would be interested in writing that or Did you have something else in mind?
2: No, no. Like, Sarah and I were both pretty uh, on the same page about, like, that's a good thing to write about. Because I think, Sarah, when you originally asked me, you were like, I'm thinking about writing this, but I'm open to other ideas. And I was like, oh, well, design system makes complete sense because we were just heads deep into that already. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really the only thing
3: that I – I think, like – I don't know, this is just me, but I think to write a book, you have to be interested in what you're writing about. And for me, that yeah. was the most interesting thing to write about. It was something that I felt like I had something to add um, to the conversation about. Um, so I don't know that there would have been anything else.
1: And, um, and were you like hashtag trending?
3: No, <laughs> no, when we, when we started writing that, <laughs> like, if you, I'll, I'll kill you. Uh, no, but, <laughs> but design hey, systems like blew up while we were writing it. And by the time it came out, it was like insane. I mean, it's still insane, but it kind of had hit this peak. So, I mean, either we timed it just right, uh, or
1: or you set you it, it off. I mean, this book was like, yeah, yeah, it was the trend. It was, it was the, the, the catalyst.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think
1: so. Definitely not was. even close. No,
3: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I'm I'm curious. I mean, we've talked about it. We've mentioned design systems, design systems, but who really is the audience? Like, what is the core? like concept in the book about
3: I'm going to let Tori take this one
2: what you're the yeah. one who always talks yeah. about this point this all the time oh my was god
1: answer? go ahead Tori
2: me no Sarah all right all right all right all right Sarah's uh, the one who always talks about the audience What? Is so. rehearsed rehearsing this yeah
3: we do like we it's funny we've done a wor- a couple of workshops and we've done some talks and stuff like we have like our our set things that we talk about um so we're very siloed in who takes on what work. Um,
1: <laughs> Apparently. Yeah.
3: Um, so for us, the whole idea was that this—I mean, to me, it's for for everybody. It's for anybody that's that's interested in design systems. Um, it could be an engineer, could be project manager, could be a designer. Um, I think that the whole idea is that design systems are for everybody. It's it's not just for designers or for or, or for one subset. Um, and the whole idea for us in writing it was to stay higher level um, overall, not get too deep into technical implementations because that changes all the time. By the time we'd write it, it'd be done. I mean, that's to me, that's more for a blog post. So the idea was really to talk about, um, you know, what a design system is and isn't. What um, what are the steps that you take when you when you first want to implement a design system and, and like whose buy in do you need to get within an organization um, and, and then getting it off the ground and that's kind of the the focus that we had in writing the book versus what well, you should be using React or you should be using CSS modules or are you using Storybook or I mean that's all so interchangeable so very
0: challenging to make something like this evergreen I'd imagine
3: I think. So it's hard to make it evergreen and still make it deep enough to have value. I hope that we accomplish that. I mean, because that was the goal, right? Not to just skim over a topic, but to to give an overview and then dive deep into certain areas. Um, for me, like my favorite part of the book, um, and Tori's going to think I'm lying, but I'm not, uh, is is. <laughs> the the lexicon and the grammar, because yeah. in the beginning, the way we were talking about it, um, I think mirrored the way a lot of others were trying to convey that idea of a design language. It had to do with kind of taking smaller pieces and then putting them together into bigger pieces. And it just really wasn't coming together. And we got some feedback from our our um, technical, what is Berman's title? Technical advisor? Technical <laughs> uh- reviewer?
0: I got the book in front of me. Let me get to that. What is Berman? Technical he
2: got a whole editor. page. He's the technical He's editor.
0: A right? uh, technical yeah. reviewer. Technical reviewer. reviewer. I so could show you right there, there in the technical book.
1: Technical there reviewer. we go. Now, Frederick, you need to show the audience your favorite part of the book.
3: Oh, stop it! Let me so, finish this thought. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll get to that. So. <sighs> But he came back with some some kind of probing questions and things that didn't make sense to him, and then Tori just like ripped it to pieces. Um, me at first, no, I was no, like, "No, I didn't rip
2: his. I didn't rip his I didn't. advice. Like, oh, no, I didn't. I no, the don't misrepresent Tori. She
3: ripped the chapter in pieces, not his. His not review. him, not him. No, 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 because he was spot on. Um, but." whereas I think some people would have just made some tweaks and changes. Like she kind of reevaluated her whole approach. Um, And I, I really like what she came up with Um, the the whole idea of the lexicon and the grammar. And as we've gone and we've done this talk and we've, and I've had feedback from people who've read it, they've never really read it put that way before. Hmm. And that's all Tori, like just the way that she put those ideas forward, I think was a a new way to frame it, which, you know, I think is valuable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, to, to dive a little bit more into Brian's question to maybe uh, get you to share a little bit more about that is, I think it's important to understand that this book isn't just for uh, designers, right? It's this book is for teams. It's for the people on the team. It's for the designers, the developers, uh, project managers. It's it's all about you're not just building a um, a design system for the designers. It's you know, it, it could be for the client as well. All these people need to use this system in some capacity, right? And you need to provide them with, uh, something that's digestible, not just within the, uh, employee lexicon, the lexicon of design speak. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. Do you mind, um, Tone us like a little bit, I mean, we can't give away your book, obviously, but like, do you mind going into like how this speaks to um, a project manager or a client and not just the designer? And um, so people understand that?
2: Yeah, so, so, be- so how do I put this? Uh, when we were doing our design system, like we came up against a lot of pushback of like, well, what is this thing, you know, design system has the word design in it. So that's obviously just like visuals. Mm. But if if you actually look at like what the benefits of a design system are, it really encompasses everyone that's on your team. And so it's incredibly important to focus on that in the book and not just be, and, and make that incredibly clear. Like what is the difference between a design system and a style guide and why are those things different and who are the audiences for each of those things? So we start that off in the book and try to like, clarify that this isn't just for designers. And we have a designer's perspective because we come from that background, but we also understand like, how a design system can help these different uh, like departments, like product and engineering and design and, and how they all come together and how each of those departments can kind of help um, facilitate the design system to make it work for them it's really for teams like you said in an organization so we tried to encompass that in the book as much as possible
0: yeah i love that well said it's i think it's important <clears throat> for people to understand that th- this is something that uh, everyone within the team is going to be able to uh consume and leverage
1: so what what is your your experience actually of writing the book i mean and what advice would you give to anyone uh, seeing seeing these, this is your first book, if someone else wanted to write a book, like, what would you give them? Guidance-wise.
2: Oh, boy. It's a hard question. Story I think some for... of the the more <laughs> difficult things we, we came across was, one, the publisher's technology is terrible. So, like,
1: we Please. come from a
2: Git background, and we are, like, so used to version control and oh. and being able to, like, collaborate in that way. But the system we were using there was terrible. It was just like the worst thing in the world, and we kept losing stuff. We were trying oh, no. to use Google Docs and import it into their system because we didn't have word and so yeah. I guess my one first word of advice would just be like, don't even try to use what they have until like you're ready <laughs> to give it to them. Just That's use what you good. know is good.: good
1: advice,
2: yeah. We used GitLab for yeah. like the
3: first half of the book. We just we literally. Created a, a repository, had Markdown files, and then did pull requests and made comments.
0: And how did that? I, work? I
3: really wonder why there isn't something like
0: that for uh, for authors.
3: There should be because
0: maybe what there is, doing, but
2: and like A yeah. Press just doesn't have it. I have no idea, but it was it was bad. Sorry, sorry Apress. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, Brian. I, <laughs> Apress.
0: Brian, I apologize. <laughs> you, you you had a, a comment. Oh yeah, I just want right. like
1: what was like what was it like actually using like a Git repo in that way as is you know as a writing tool
3: it was just like our day-to-day work i mean that's yeah how we it was supernatural. yeah so i think you know we had an advantage there because it's what we did every day um and in it's fact, nice
2: because like yeah. if there's two people you and sarah's writing a section i can go in and i can comment and like you know give feedback and then we just change things same thing you would do with you know, did, reviewing did code is just reviewing sentences instead.
1: Did you have any bad merge conflicts? <laughs> no,
2: no. we had
3: terrible merge conflicts in Google Docs, though. That was a nightmare. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because so you you don't get an infinite number of like revisions over revisions. So at a certain oh, point, no, at a certain point, like what we found is when you would resolve something, hmm. the result was not what you expected. Um so yeah, we had I a lot of like
0: different for the paid version.
3: Uh, pff, I don't know, but we're cheapos. I feel so like
1: there's another book from all this on how to write with Git.
3: We should yeah. write a book on how to write a book.
2: We have Git. joked about this many times. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That'd be yeah. a fun little book. Yeah. yeah. Really.
2: I'm I'm using Git. I'm using
3: GitLab right now for my board game cafe. I Like, I'm oh, making...
1: Oh, what's board game. She dropped it.
3: Uh, <laughs> shut up. So I'm making my husband use GitLab issues um, because it's so much easier to keep track of things that way. Um, so we just have a bunch of issues and milestones and and I'm making him do all of that stuff. Um, not now, he me.
1: you mentioned it, though, you need to talk about it because I, I mean... I not not that, right like, now. But is, but before no, we mention it, I,
0: I, I just want to ask a few more questions about okay. the book. <laughs> I just got a few more questions about the book. Yes. Five more minutes, Brian. Do okay. you mind sharing maybe one or two of some of the um, biggest values of the book? Again, you know, read the book, buy the book, you know, but like just some of the um, some of the things that you could tease, like, you know we we talk about this, and this is why this is so important. Maybe each of you could take a turn on one of those things. Maybe uh, Sarah you could go first.
3: Sure. So I will speak to the things that, that I really focused on. I think that for a lot of designers, it can be, and again, now I'm speaking just to designers. It can be very difficult to, to explain the value of your work, um, to explain to others why, 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 Design is important to an organization, and and a lot of what we touch on in, in talking with stakeholders and and selling a design system across an organization has to do with with how you talk about your work. So if you're talking to stakeholders, who are very uh, quantitative uh, driven, they're all about numbers. Then then you have to talk about the return of investment, right? So so what is it that that a design system is going to give them in terms of um, better user adoption or um, a savings of money in terms of the time that that developers are spending uh, writing something, or designers are spending designing something. So, so one big thing I think that is really a value is 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 understanding how to communicate better to, to other areas of an organization. Not just in terms of a, the benefit of a design system, but you can apply it to all the work you do. Uh, I think within design and UX, and I I think even you know front end engineers could could use this as well when they're talking about the work that they do and why technical debt is a problem and why cleaning up technical debt has value. Um, and those are things that, you know, we just know intuitively, but how do you describe that to someone that, that doesn't, doesn't understand
2: the value there?
0: Um, Oh, that's great. That's brilliant. So
3: So that's one thing, Tori, you, you can take something else.
2: Yeah. Piggybacking on that. Like once you understand how to communicate, kind of what is a design system and you understand all those principles, I think the other thing that I really enjoy about the book we wrote is that we touch on that even if after all of that knowledge, you still will run into roadblocks and you're still going to have problems and there's still going to be things to overcome. And like the whole case study section is kind of like, here are all the things that we like ran into, even though we have this knowledge of design systems and we're able to speak about it, but we still like had issues with selling it and like, it's still going to be you know, it's not going to be 100% easy all the time. And so I like that we included that in the book and it wasn't just like, here's all you need to know and now you can do it. It's like, no, it's still going to be like a struggle and you're still going to have to be kind of, you know, the bull who like runs with this in your organization if you really believe in it. Because it's not something that people just buy into overnight generally if you're, unless you're super lucky.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that you go into the book and correct me if I'm wrong is how to sell a design system and uh, communicate why there's so much value in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Do, do my last, last question I really have about this is, and I think maybe maybe in retrospect, I should have asked this at the beginning, but for, for those kind of people that we just discussed that demographic of, um, you know, maybe a, a boss, if you will, or um, a project manager, a front end engineer, uh, can you communicate, what a design system is. Just this is what a design system is, and this is why it's valuable to you,
3: Tori. I'm going to make you do this one.
2: I feel like that's your answer to everything, Tori. You do it. <laughs> no, but I, I can do it. I see I just, that friendship
3: I'm... bracelet
0: breaking off a little bit here and there. Every time.
3: <laughs> she she has this. I'm pre- I, I know that she could do this.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean I wrote a whole book on it, right? So I should be able to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, you good could point. Say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's right here.
2: But yeah, we do talk about this in there. Like and I was kind of mentioning this earlier. Like we we define, I think we define design system, component library, and style guide, and how each of those three things are different. And that's super important, right? So yeah. a style guide has uh like your visual elements, a component library can have Uh, like live components or it's just all the components that make up your application and then a design system is really one step further that like creates this design language that allows you to communicate your design throughout your organization so it's not just the visuals it's not even just the components it's really like how do we communicate about design and how how does our design for our particular organization Work for our own user base, and it's it's a, it's separate from like visuals. So this is a lot longer answer than just like one sentence, but it's really the language behind Appreciate it. Uh, your design and how how you communicate together in your organization, um, and how your principles align with your user needs.
0: Oh, that's a great mm-hmm. answer. I, I just I just wanted to get that out there because I think it's really important that we um, communicate that to those people because it this, this book is also for them and it's something that they definitely should read and if you want to get a copy of this you can uh the short url would be building design design again that's building design dot design and we'll have a link to that in the show notes and if, if you want to, you could find Sarah and Tori. They're really nice people. They will actually even sign the book for yes, you. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tori, I need to find you. I need to need to get Pe- your t- autograph on here too. Yes, showing up
1: the writing that Sarah did in the book for our audio listeners.
0: Oh yeah, Sarah. Sarah signed my book. It's really nice. Thank you. She wrote like a
1: paragraph too. You'll only know what it says if you look at the video. So.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, I mean the this whole thing. Yeah, you got to look.
3: Yeah, it's like a whole
0: chapter. <laughs> but Brian, I think you uh you wanted to talk about something that had to do with uh checkers and oh, uh, hungry well, hungry hippos.
1: We don't have to talk about, it, but she mentioned it and you know I like the idea. So yeah. uh, if Tori's okay with her talking, are you okay with Absolutely.
2: her Absolutely. Yeah, she okay. should definitely talk about it. Go, <laughs> go
1: go ahead, pimp it a little bit, Sarah. <laughs> pimp what, Brian? What are we talking about? I just said Sarah. Go.
3: Okay. So here we go. I was not prepared to to be <laughs> to talking, pick trying to give you to uh,
0: was... set Sarah up a little bit more. That. Yeah.
3: Thanks a lot. Yeah. Make it seem less like my idea. Right. It is uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks Brian.
1: Yeah. Thanks Brian. No. I, okay. hundred percent. I, I want to yeah. the listeners to hear about because I am hope that some of them will be like, Hey, maybe I'll go, you know, back it or, uh, Hey, I'll tell a friend that lives in the area and we'll go see it, go to it. So um, absolutely. Yeah. Fun.
3: So, and it was, I mean, it was, it was true. I, I wasn't making that up. Like we really are mm-hmm. using GitLab issues to, to do this. But what I'm talking about, for those of you who are like, all right, already, what is she talking about? <laughs> um, Cause all of us know what we're talking about, but nobody else it's does. so
1: good. It's um, coming.
3: So um, my husband and I are opening up a board game cafe in Zephyr Hills, Florida. Um, I'm not quitting tech, I still have my full-time job, Um, I work on Jenkins X um, by day, but by night I am a uh, board game cafe owner. Um, And the whole idea is that this is a place where people can come, uh, have access to a library of over 600 plus and growing uh, board games. You can get some really delicious coffee, Um, we'll have beer and wine, we'll have uh, light food. Um, you know, sandwiches and, and bakery items.
0: Zephyr Hills uh, water.
2: Zephyr
3: Hills water for sure. Um, and, uh, and it's my whole goal with this is that this is, this is a, a gathering place. This is a place that you can come and sit and explore and play games and, 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 And just have a good time. Um, I think I spend so much of my time uh, on computers every day, like a lot of people, um, that the time that I get to spend playing board games is really important to me. And I kind of want to create a a place where that's uh, something people get to experience. So what's um, what's it called? It's called Your Turn uh, Board Game Cafe. Um, so we're not open yet. We'll be open in mid-September to October. Um, and we're right now doing a Kickstarter campaign to help with the opening costs because they are astronomical. Um, if you've never opened up uh, a business, it's insane how much money it takes.
0: Um. <laughs> and we'll put a link to that, obviously, yeah. in the show notes. But do, do you mind providing that for people that are listening? Uh,
3: well, we- I mean... I, the, it's a really long URL, but if you go to well, Kickstarter, I mean, you
0: you probably have it on the on the website of the company, right?
3: Um, no, it's it's literally you go to Kickstarter and look up Your Turn Board Game Cafe. Um, we have a Twitter as well um, that has a link uh, in there. Um, but yeah, I obviously was not prepared for this, so thanks, Brian. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you no no
0: you, you thanks brought Brian it up.
3: you brought it up.
0: <laughs> Does the do you have a
1: a website for
3: for Your Turn yet? No, I, it's a work in progress, man. I'm I'm here in
0: oh, San I didn't know if you had a
1: domain. Okay. <laughs> and, and I just want to say I'm live on the air that that they have met their goal, but keep giving because there's ice cream involved. So uh, Yeah, we
3: have some stretch goals. Stretch yeah. cream, I think the grand opening party is is enough for the stretch goals. Like ice that's cream. Gonna be—he's all about the ice cream.
1: So. <laughs> Ryan likes ice cream. I do mean, you, her husband's bribing have... me with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a physical
0: address, or do you know where it's gonna be located, like in a general sense?
3: Yeah, it's in, it's in Main Street in Zephyr Hills. So if you've mm-hmm. ever been out in that way, they actually have this really quaint old Main Street with brick-lined streets. Um, the building itself is is was built in 1934. Um, I'm spending every weekend that I'm home with a jackhammer, literally like chipping <laughs> the plaster off of this brick to try to restore it. Um, yeah, it's it's been amazing, uh, it's been interesting. But uh, Main Street, Zephyr Hills. and um, if you can't find oh, any of the information based on everything that we've said, you can always reach out to me.
1: It's 38 Main Street. It looks like <laughs> uh, it, There's a picture on the Kickstarter. I mean, you can tell I'm excited about it. I love the concept. I wish it was like right around the corner. But I'll still, I'm still gonna make it there because
0: Brian. Make sure you put a link to that. the uh, the your the the address on there in the show notes.
3: <laughs> Poor or, Tori. Tori, do you have any special to projects that you would like <laughs> to talk have about?
1: The show. Tori,
0: Tori yeah, do really. you have a? Uh, yeah, what are you up to, well, Tori? She feels you, like she has to have a special project. I
2: know. I'm like, shit. What do I do? I don't do anything fun. I'm not like. Tori, you do
0: do things fun. Why don't we talk a little bit about your aerial things?
2: Oh yeah. I don't even know where to start.
0: (laughs) Start from the beginning. Why don't we, why don't we first start to worry about explaining what exactly it is?
2: Yeah. So aerial arts is, or aerial like acrobatics is what I do mostly in my free time. Uh, So Sarah like does teaching UX and, and speaking at conferences. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go do aerial. I'm done with technology. So, but aerial is like, uh, it's, I hate to explain it, like explain it by uh, uh, du, saying du and it's like Cirque du Soleil because like I'm not a Cirque du Soleil artist by any means, but that's like what people know. So I usually say like it's like what they do in Cirque du Soleil, but I'm like way less.: well, It's easy
0: yeah. an easy then, visual then, reference for people yeah. that might not get it, right. They, they see the, 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 the cloth going down and they picture okay. somebody wrapped around it doing some kind of maneuver.:
1: So that's aerial, like, uh, like A-E-I I mean, A-E-R-I-A-L, like Ariel. Yeah, exactly. OK, okay, not
2: Not aviation.
1: (laughs) Not aviation. How long have you been here, hanging from a
2: plane? Um, about five years or so. I forget exactly, but
0: I I know you downplayed, like you know, Sarah does a lot of this, and she does blah 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 within the industry. But I think it's important that we (laughs) all have our very own personal work life balance, and this is your personal work life balance. It's it's really paramount to have some kind of. Thing that is um, separate from the screen and your fingers typing and have uh, uh, some kind of diversification of your passion and that's really interesting that that you have that how did you actually get into it what was what what uh, inspired you to uh, pursue that
2: yeah it's pretty big here in Portland like there's multiple companies and there's shows all the time so I think I was like a Uh, I was at a show and I just randomly saw it and then there was a Groupon for like a cheaper class because it's kind of expensive if you like really get into it and I was really poor at the time. So I had saw this Groupon. I was like, I'll give it a shot. And like when I tried it, it was really fun, but I was also really terrible. Like I had no strength. I couldn't do anything. And I was like super inflexible. So I had like really built up from five years ago or whenever I started. So But I basically just saw a show and I was like, oh, okay. That seems like something that I could try, I guess. And then I just have never stopped really from there.
0: Yeah. I bet that builds up crazy strength.
2: Yeah. You have to be pretty strong, but you don't have to be strong to start. Like I've, i talked to a lot of people and they're always like, oh, I'm not ready to take it yet. Like I'm going to do like this yoga class. And I'm just like, that's not really how it works. Like you, if you just start doing it, you'll build the strength. So you don't have to be super strong at the beginning.
1: And there's some amazing pictures on her Instagram, which we will link to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard doing some pretty incredible moves that, you know, I, I definitely could not do that. So so you should be proud of yourself, for sure. Um, and also a completely off topic, but I'm obsessed with penguins. Where did you do that? take that video of those penguins? Because I want to go there and see that.
2: On my Instagram? Is that what yeah. you're referencing? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you're referencing the penguins that were in South Africa. <sighs> Yeah. From South Africa. They were near Cape Town in South Africa.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: are, kind of far away, but you can make the trek if you're dedicated penguins. enough.
3: Brian, there are penguins at the aquarium in Tampa. Just go there and <laughs> and crop the video and then post it from South Africa. And you be I fine. love
0: how you have no patience for Brian. He
1: does it. He does it.
0: <laughs> it. Just gives yeah. me so much joy. Somebody else gets it. Thank you, Sarah.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just kidding,
0: Brian. I love you. You know I have the locket still.
1: <laughs> Good. It's a hanging around your neck, I hope.
0: Yeah, that's why it went like this for our audio listeners. It's the, the other half of the heart of Brian's locket.
1: I'll just be really quiet, and make it really awkward.
0: I don't think that's awkward. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that.
1: So, Brian, why don't we jump um, into your spotlight question? Um, You know, I, I would like to do lightning because I really enjoy that. I've kind of moved more and more to lightning being just a nice way of getting to know, you know, the, our listeners. I, I mean, our not listeners, our guests. And, <laughs> and, uh, sure, so, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know if either one of you have uh, are aware of what we mean by lightning, but lightning round is we're going to ask you both. A series of questions, you just you answer it. Uh, don't let Frederick ask more questions. He only gets one each turn. One question. Uh, and it, it'll be each of you answering it. So, uh, Frederick, do you want to start us off?
0: Favorite cartoon as a kid? And, Sarah, you always go first.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. As a kid? Mm-hmm. I don't remember being a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> when I was young, uh, on Saturday mornings, they had the old like um, Warner Brothers cartoons, and they had these, they had these crazy ones. I God, I don't know how to describe it, but anyway, they had like these crazy ones where it was like these scenarios. It was I don't know if it was Warner Brothers; it must have been Disney. It was like Goofy. And, and like, but it was like these life situations and there was this narrator and he'd be like, here he is on Sunday morning, you know, goofy be doing something stupid.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know where. Driving the car. You had to work. Yeah.
3: Yes. And it was always some crazy situation. Um, Sometimes it was goofy. Sometimes it was Mickey, but they were fantastic and they were really, really funny. Um, And I have no idea what they were called, but they were my favorite.
1: Tori?
2: Yeah, I was a '90s kid, so mine were definitely like "Hey Arnold" and "Rugrats" and like all real monsters, all those like Uh, Nickelodeon and all those shows.
0: Rugrats are good.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so Sarah, would you like? Would you rather put your head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of the cannon? Jeez, that's violent. (laughs) Uh,
2: Head in the lion's mouth. I'm afraid of heights. Shot out of cannon easily. It's pretty. I mean, I do aerial, so I'm used to... as hard. the aerialist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who said you'd be going that high? True. <laughs> Favorite anime?
3: Me? Yeah, like you. It. You're the first one. I don't like anime.
0: I know you're gonna say none. I don't like any. That's the answer I expected.
1: All right, there you go. <laughs> Jeez, presuming. <laughs> yeah i I haven't really
2: been into anime either like i've definitely seen a lot because growing up like my my dad and my brother both watched like dragon ball z all the time so i've seen some but i don't i wouldn't say i have a favorite or that i know enough to maybe maybe it
0: would defer then to dragon ball z
2: i mean i was kind of like forced to watch it so i would never want to really watch it anymore so i don't think (laughs) i can really default to that so (laughs) i I, 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 uh, uh
1: I linked a goofy cartoon in our in our show notes, by the way, Thank so the listeners can. So, see.
3: so I I want to revisit this anime question because I have a seventeen year old son who is obsessed uh-huh. with anime, and if I have to hear one more diatribe about JoJo's what is it JoJo's oh, so Star funny. Adventure or something, no I'm gonna blow. It like he literally knows I don't care, and he's like, I know you don't care about this, but I feel like I really want to talk about it. And so he like to share with you.
1: You look But
3: I listen. But like, and I just like, at some point I zone out and like, I don't even know where I am anymore because it is the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is really bizarre. <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to look that one up. we will put that in the show notes. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure
3: i think that's what it's called it's you i should know i mean he talks about it at every opportunity <laughs> That's awesome
1: so uh for our children stop listening right now for a second okay and sarah when did you find out that Santa isn't real
3: pretty sure i was eight
2: you have like a direct memory i don't have a memory like it, it was maybe it's just like a natural thing over time but it wasn't like someone was like, oh, you didn't know this? It was just kind of like, yeah, obviously. I don't know. Just No, instinct. I realized it.
3: Like, I put two and two together, and I was like, oh, I've been duped. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I did. I had, like, one of those, like, Columbo moments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are like, at the magnifying glass. Wait a no, minute, looking at the... My, <laughs>
3: hey. my dad oh. was really into this stuff. So my dad would, he would put on these big these santa boots and he would track snow through the I house elaborate. And, I'm impressed. Oh. and sprinkle oh no he would do all kinds of stuff and take a bite out of the cookie and like i mean he was really into making it real i, I can remember I, the easter bunny he would like take a carrot and put little carrot dribbles down the driveway like in the direction that the easter bunny came <laughs> from and put fake i mean it was crazy so like, did you do was, this for you? No. I told them all it was a bunch of BS. And...
0: <laughs> I love your dad. That's beautiful. What a great
3: guy. <laughs> That's a My kids go. didn't miss out on anything. They were, they were happy.
0: Sarah. Sarah, you come home. It's one in the morning. You go to the door. You open a door. There's a ghost.
3: What do you do? I punch it because there's no such thing as ghosts.
1: Punch it? You clearly don't understand ghosts.
3: She yeah she has
1: no. Ghosts not real wait so she, she doesn't like,
2: understand what. Yeah,
1: yeah she, oh she how ghosts. Oh it.
2: I was gonna say I just keep walking because I also don't not don't subscribe to the ghost theory.
3: See if if I see something it must be really there it must be like a burglar or something. <laughs> so <laughs> but, but, I, go,
0: that's fair enough that's <laughs> fair enough and so or you can't subscribe unsubscribe it's there what do you do I go to bed because
2: I'm obviously really tired and hallucinating.
1: <laughs> Perfectly acceptable. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so, so, would you rather be able to copy and
2: paste in
1: real life or undo in real life?
2: Undo. Okay. Yeah, okay. also undo.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. Brian's not satisfied with the I, answer. He's no, like, I'm fine. No. Eh. no. Frederick.
0: Oh, I'm allowed to answer our questions, Brian. Okay, uh, I, I can keep. I can keep going. I got a I'll whole go list it. here.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, got it. what 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 chore do you absolutely hate doing? Oh, me do?
3: this is not a chore, but I absolutely hate doing this. Putting
2: gas in my car. I cannot explain it. Like I have a deep <laughs>
3: hatred for this.
1: Oh, I
0: got one after you're done, Brian.
3: Okay, Tori.
2: For me, it's cleaning the shower. I make my partner do it all the time. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Which is
3: mean, because you have long hair, and I know what that means for a shower, so
2: that's really mean. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. He never complains, just does it.
0: Sarah, if you couldn't do what you're doing now, and you could never touch a computer again, what Mm. would you be doing professionally?
3: Something physical. like um, Such as? I don't know, like outdoor work, like gardening, or... Do you um,
0: garden professionally?
3: I could. I could be a professional gardener. Don't mess you with you me. You
0: could. Him. I'm asking know. you the question. I'm not yeah. you know, judging like, a little bit, please. I was judging. I that, judgy. Like, he he like, if we, that's, can't garden. Me, what she meant, Brian. <laughs> I think you're judging.
3: I So my favorite job that I ever had, besides my job now, because I do love what I do, um, sure. was unloading trucks at Walmart. I, I'm not going to lie. Like My job was to unload trucks put it all on pallets, get it out to the floor, get as much of it put away as possible, and then figure out how to get it all back in the back room with room on the floor for the next trucks the next day. It was like a giant game of Tetris, but it was a physical game. I had to actually move things. I was in the best shape of my life, but I was still thinking the whole time I was doing it. And like that's the best of both worlds. And like at this point in my life, I'm thinking all day long. I'm mentally exhausted by the end of the day, but I am like 10 pounds overweight. I am terribly out of shape. Because I'm not moving, you know, I, I miss that. I really miss it. Huh,
0: that's very. Uh, that's that's super interesting. What about you, Tori?
2: Ariel, I don't know. There's the easy answer.
1: <laughs> I mean, would you
0: be a teacher? No. I, I don't, I don't know. Another
1: question. There are within that. Sarah doesn't understand lightning, but Tori does. <laughs>
0: Tori, Tori, does that mean like you would be like a a, a teacher in that? I'm not sure. Like, I can't
2: tell if you're like ignoring he is. Like, he no is. He is Brian. Sorry, he always. no more questions. no, I wasn't
0: ignoring you. What, what did you mean by that, Brian?
3: <laughs> He's saying that I'm taking too long to answer and I need to shut up, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't care.
0: No, you, you're definitely. I'm the
3: guest. I get to answer uh, any way yeah, I want.
0: You do. Let's yeah. all agree to ignore Brian. So, again, Tori. <laughs>
2: What, so what, yeah, what I mean? would I would love to perform or teach. Both would be or yeah, doing. Usually, if you're performing, you're also teaching because you don't make a lot of money. So ah, it'd gotcha. be a combination.
1: Gotcha, Brian. Do you have any more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a whole go bunch. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Uh, what if anything have you ever regifted? This is a uh, don't get in trouble though. It's usually a candle. Sarah,
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't give gifts.
1: oh give gifts? No, I
3: really don't. Like I'm, you can ask my kids. Like,
1: well, you am Santa, and you don't give, give gifts. Well, they would get I think we just
0: ding- pass up Sarah on this question. <laughs> yeah, pass that's me. A up. answer? Yeah, geez. It's all right.
2: thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. no. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I don't think I've re gifted. Like, usually, if I have something I don't want, I'll just give it away. If I'm going to give someone a gift, it's going to be like a meaningful gift, like for this person. I don't just give them crap I don't want. So it's like, don't want something, then I'll just like donate it to something. All
1: right, oh, that's cool. really
0: good. I love that. Yeah, Fair well, enough. Yeah. Okay, All
2: right, uh,
0: uh, Sarah, let, I got one okay, more. Go, okay, go. Sarah, what brings you personal happiness?
3: Hello, Sarah.
2: i no, I'm here. But like, no matter
3: what I say, it's gonna sound pithy and like. She's
1: she's like. Everything no, no. Th- makes this me is happy.
0: a non-judgment <laughs> zone, Sarah. Honestly, I mean, the, everybody could always do one of those. Oh, I donate or blah blah blah. Yeah. But I'm I'm just asking, what brings you personal happiness?
3: Honestly, like yeah, helping, honestly, helping people. I I know that sounds super pithy and stupid, but like, and it could be it, it could be something no, like no. really big like you know mentorship and 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 that kind of stuff or it could just be like i held the door for somebody with a walker at the store like i just i i know whatever but
2: oh, I no i like that it's a great There's answer i'm not judging you for wanting no, to help people not I at feel, all
1: i feel yeah, judged
0: n- n- no one should be judging anybody for anything. So yeah, that, that's a great answer, Sarah. Thank you for being authentic and being brave enough to to you know just just say being that. Being brave
3: enough to help people.
0: No, I'm I, I didn't mean it that way, Sarah. I just meant brave yeah. enough to not you know because yeah. like you said, it could come off as oh, I'm just saying that the blah blah blah. But no, you're you're just being authentic. no, I'm being
3: honest, and I think it's yeah. like it's one of those things like you can do even on like the worst day, like I, you know I could be having a really shitty day, and I just want to tell everyone where to stick it. But then I, mean, I helped somebody and I'm like, oh I feel better. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, and I wanna point I wanna she this is genuine because I was having a bad day. I needed to talk to someone and Sarah was having migraines and I was like, no, you don't have to talk to me. She's like, no, I'll talk to you. So I, was, she, I was in the urgent care clinic. <laughs> yeah, she's genuine <laughs> when she says this. Okay. That's really sweet. What about you, Tori?
2: what was the question? I've totally <laughs> lost track of what the actual yeah. is it what brings us happiness?
0: What, yeah, uh, yeah, what brings your personal happiness? Yeah. Obviously, this question is vast and could go any different yeah. direction.
2: Yeah, for me, I'm going to take it a different direction a little bit. I think, like, Please. since I spend so much time on the computer and, like, doing tech and UX and all this stuff, like, it's just nice to get outside, like, go camping or hiking or, like, anything away from technology.
0: Here, here. Yeah, that's great. Oh.
1: Excellent. Okay. Brian, do you have anything else, or can yeah. we
0: start to close one, everything up? I'll out?
1: do one more. I love these questions. I love these questions. <laughs> because I like getting to know like my Go new for. details about people. Um, your perfect sandwich, what's in it?
3: Oh, it's a BLT all the way.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: With, a good and, it, answer.
3: and it's got to right. have that, just that right amount of mayonnaise. Well, now,
1: is it arugula lettuce? Like it's drill? It's got
3: to be iceberg because you need okay. that crispy, watery yeah. lettuce.
0: A little bit of horseradish in there?
3: I've never had that, but I'd be willing to try. What,
1: what type oh, of bread? Wonderful. That's wonderful. That spice?
3: <laughs> white. It has to be white bread. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. bread.
1: <laughs> Tori.
2: Uh, I'm going to say BLT, but with an A for avocado. It has to have avocado mm. on it for it to be oh, like. Mm.
0: Well said, Tori. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: She up to me with an avocado. Damn
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a different kind of bread? Man, I don't want a Story? Pumpernickel? Mm, I, no,
2: variety. Change it up. Mm. Different kinds of bread.
0: Nice. Sprouted?
2: Sprouts. Okay, the sprouted bread's good.
1: I like also rye and pumpernickel are my favorite, So And sourdough. Yeah. I, I so would, like
3: uh, all bread, Brian? Is that what you're saying? You like all I bread? I mean,
1: all bread is fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Shove it in my mouth. I love bread. Don't ever say
0: well, that oh,
3: again. Oh,
0: ever, no, ever. Let's go ahead and... <laughs> So <laughs> l- l- let me ask both of you. We're, we're at the end of the show. What's the best way people could get a hold of you? Obviously, um, you know, your Twitter handles. Do you mind communicating that and your website out to people for our um, for our, uh, audio listeners?
3: No, totally fine. Uh, Twitter, as anyone who knows me knows, Twitter DMs is like the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, my DMs are open.
0: And URL is
2: S Fesseloff.
3: So I'm easy to find.
0: And Tori?
2: Yeah, mine's my Twitter's Tori D, and same DMs are open. You could probably message me on LinkedIn, but I won't see it for like a year. So yeah. definitely use Twitter, <laughs> not LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, my website is toridavis.com, and there's like a you could email me through there if you wanted.
0: Nice. Yeah, and we'll put a link to all that in the show notes. And the uh, the best way to for people to buy the book again, if they go to uh, buildingdesignsystems.design. Would that, would that be the best spot for everyone to go to?
3: Yeah, that has links to Amazon and A Press, um, but you could also just you know Google it and it'll come up. Perfect. Awesome. And
0: the very last thing we want to ask both of you, if you have any kind of final words, any kind of parting bits of wisdom for our audience.
1: Deep and meaningful only.
3: Well, this is mandatory. where Tori begins, because I got to think about this for a minute.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> so no, Tori. Your shoulders are heavy.
2: Yeah, but I don't really have any like words of wisdom other than read the book because that's where all the wisdoms oh, at. Perfect. So and then reach out to us if you have questions. Nice.
0: No, that's oh. that's perfectly acceptable. That and was Darren, really. Back good. to you.
3: I think that I can't do any better than that, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it back to Tori. Like, do what she said, man. Do what she said.
1: Yeah, I think I heard her mic drop when she.
3: Yeah, um, I mean that's yeah.
2: I. I Moral of the story: done.
3: Do what Tori says. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Alright, great. Anybody yeah. else have anything before
1: we close up? No, just great having you both on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks. It's been yeah.
0: awesome. That was great. Yeah, really appreciate you joining us. All right, well thanks everybody. Please go to the uh the old YouTube and subscribe and subscribe on uh iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us a review. Kick a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton.
1: I I like romance novels. They have happy endings. I should have known the territory didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad, just what the fuck am I talking about?